hospital. Saswaru, Daddy. Zowuswaru, Gwe Gwe. Good evening to you, Buona. What's all the excitement? Go. These are big days in the life of an African boy, Buona. These days of initiation. Listen. Simba teaches them special things. They rub their bodies with white pipe clay, and they have a deep feeling of considerable importance within them. Are they not leaving childhood and becoming members of the tribe? They may have joy, Daddy, but I have a hollow feeling as though something ugly is about to happen. I don't know what it is, but I'm convinced that it's my responsibility to stop it. If this vague threat isn't traced and stamped out, there could be terrible trouble. Dowdy nodded. I too have this feeling inside me, and it gives me no joy. I agreed. Perhaps the biggest thing that Christians can share is talking with God. Again, Dowdy nodded. Together we knelt and told God about it, asking for his wisdom and for keen minds to cope with any situation that might arise. As Dowdy walked back to the hospital, I settled down to read a chapter from the Bible. But I did not absorb much of it. It was about the Philistines fighting with Israel, but it did not seem to have any bearing on the problem. Rather abruptly, I closed the book and prepared to go to bed. Simba and his charges were still sitting round the fire outside their hut. He had obviously been telling them a story, for little gusts of laughter came on the evening air, followed by quiet singing. He was not only teaching them the ways of the tribe, but introducing them to the ways of the kingdom of God. As I tucked in the mosquito net, there was nothing to be heard outside but the voices of crickets. It was a hot, windless night. I tossed about, thinking of this and that, and planning the next day's operations. At long last came drowsiness, brushed suddenly out of the way by the grunting of a lion. Shouting came from Simba's cabin. Mbera, Mbera, Lady Wazero, quickly bring a light. A handful of grass was thrown on the embers of the fire. The blaze showed up a large, tawny-maned lion between the camp and the hospital. More grass was heaped on the fire, and a hundred anxious eyes watched the great beast walk slowly back through a gap in the thornbrush. For the next hour his grunting and roaring could be heard. For me, sleep had disappeared. I lit the lamp and tried to work out a chess problem but a procession of African creatures kept moving through my thoughts. Strangely enough, none of them was a lion. Odi, came a voice at the door, speaking in Swahili. May I enter? Karibu, Simba. Come in. The broad-shouldered hunter entered. We seem to have visitors tonight. Nehebwana. Make no mistake, he will return. Not tonight, but some other time. I have examined his footprints carefully. He is a lion that limps, an old one. He no longer hunts buck and wildebeest and zebra. He goes for less nimble game. Like you and me, Simba grinned. And the children, Bona. What are we going to do about it? There is my old rifle. I pointed to an ancient twenty-two, a most inaccurate firearm but that would not even bend his skin. Eh, and if you wound a lion, his rage is great. Lions are shy in the daytime, but at night they have no fear. Did you not kill a lion once with a spear? Truly, Buona, but it is the sort of thing that you have no desire to do twice.
I have had thoughts. Have you? So have I. Nothing but thoughts all night long. Simba grinned again. Is it that lions scare you? They do. But that isn't what scares me most. There is something vague and threatening that I can feel, but I don't understand it yet. Wana, let us then first deal with the lion. Biswanu. Right. What are your ideas? I have arrows. I can shoot and not miss. Yo, but if you do, or if you merely wound, Buana, I will not miss, but probably I will only wound. This is where I want your help. The lion must die quickly or people will. What I need is a poisoned arrow, one tipped with poison of strength. We have what you want in my special cupboard with the skull and crossbones on it.